Hey guys, one of the best parts of doing this podcast is that we have been able to connect with people who have incredible missions, purposes, platforms, and stories, and we've been able to grow and learn so much from them. And today we are hearing from somebody who has such an incredible life story. Christian grew up in a three-home village in Ghana, Africa, in completely different circumstances than he does today. But he grew up in homes made of dirt and twigs, and he's sharing his story about how he came to be the person he is today and finding his why. Truly, this guy needs a movie. I mean, his story is so beautiful and sad and terrifying and so encouraging and empowering and it is just a story that needs to be told and has so many life lessons within it and Christian is using his story to empower others to figure out their why. Today we are hearing from Christian Knudsen with episode number 26, Do Your Why. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. I am so, so grateful you're here with us today, Christian. I feel like you're just absolutely outstanding. And I feel like your life story is honestly like a movie. It really is. I'm just, I'm so inspired by you. And I'm really excited to have you on today to be able to share your passion and your mission and your story with these teens who are listening because it's so motivational. Well, thank you so much for inviting me today and to have a conversation with me. My name is Christian Kimball Atia Knudsen, but people call me Christian or Mr. Do Your Why. Um, my goal here is to help people to, first of all, know and then do their why and understanding that the secret to success is learning to fail. All you need to do is be able to have the motivation and the determination, no matter how life sometimes will come in your way and then once you can keep being determined no matter the outcome or the difficulties then you can reach greatness at the end of the day it's going to fulfill your personal life's purpose you know so your why have to be your purpose i would say um christian up here Knudsen is a gentleman that uh, was born and raised up in a, a three-house village you know my whole entire village was literally made out of three houses and it's not like a normal houses that people are used to here in the u.s if you go on my social media and you can see some of my houses and back in africa you know it's, um, it's made out of you know dirt with a bunch of twigs our roofs is made out of uh, you know palm leaves uh you don't have a normal bed like with everybody else but as a child uh, i grew up knowing my grandmother more 
than my own dad or my mother because they weren't really part of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, my birth mother had an extremely difficult life where she used to medicate it herself with alcohol mm-hmm. and turn into abusive. So as I speak to you today, I'm actually completely uh, deaf on my right ear, so I cannot hear our conversation from here. I can only hear from my left ear, wow. and it's because of the some of her drunkenness abuse that I took from her. Mm. But as a child, uh, I have a brother, a sister, that uh, we were living with my grandmother. The community we lived in, people were very well, like a lot of farmers. A, a vision that I had when I was a kid is I used to hear about this magical machine. You know, and you probably will get a good laugh. You know, this magical machine that carry mm. people from, you know, like multiple people for long distance and all the music and everything. I'm like, what is this? And <laughs> they, they had a name for it and they call it car. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I mean, literally. And the only way I got to actually discover what car was is some of the were to do cocoa farmers that send their children to the school in the city. And then so during their vacation, when the school is out, their kids will come back into the village and then they will literally have the whole entire kids in the village. They will have our attention and tell us about all the fun things that they saw in the city. And because we were poor and I haven't seen that car because there's no road even to, to my village. And it was always my vision to wanting to see one. Doing that course of my why, which was my why at that time when I was a kid, Today, it's kind of a little bit silly, but it changed. My wife changed. There was a, a day my grandmother came to me and he said, I'm old. I can't do farms anymore. I can't do anything to be able to take care of you and your brother and, and sister. So I'm going to need you to become a hunter in order to feed the kids. Uh, that was one of the hardest things that I have to do as a child, as young as I was, to really understand how do you step up to be a man when you're only like seven, six and a half or seven years old to take care of a, a, you know, a sibling, not alone your grandmother who couldn't do much? It was very hard. You know, learning how to become a hunter was actually one of the hardest things for me. I, I wanted to, at that time, my, my only why was to feed my family. And yeah. it was for me to pretty much put my everything that I ever yearned for in life on hold to be able to get my brother and sister into a small community school, far away from me, actually, mm. for them to be able to become whoever they wanted to be. And then later on, they will help me out and to fulfill what I needed to do. And it wow. was a life and death situation. So you have to survive. And so I did that for many years. And um, there, there comes one day my dream came true. My dream of uh, my fantasy of seeing a car, you know, my birth mother reappeared. She has been gone for about several years. We didn't know where she was. And um, she showed up and said, you remember the, the promise I made you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, you wanted to take, take me to go see a car one day. And he said, today is the day. Wow. And I was so excited. <laughs> to <laughs> you know, see this magical thing. <laughs> this magical thing finally come through. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was ready to go, but I wasn't, wasn't sure if I leave with my mother, how long it will be. And, you know, I have to trust my mother no matter what. And that's what I did. And uh, that brought me a lot of unknown life, unknown path to discover for myself, which is she brought me to the biggest city in Ghana. 
and they call it Accra. That was my very first time. And we take a long car ride, and that was the first time I get to even to see a light in my entire life. Wow. And uh, I was so excited, you know, like the music. And I was so excited. I couldn't wait to go back to the village and tell everybody in the village, I got to experience this because this is, this is everything that every kid in that village who haven't seen a car wanted. And I was waiting to be part of that valuable people who can actually share mm -hmm. or confirm what these other you know, kids in our community. But that wasn't my mother's intention, you know, unknown to me at that time. My mother and I actually, uh, we, we boarded a, a ship to cross the sea to get to Europe. And um, stayed in the, the ship for over two weeks. I, mean, I don't know if you follow the story very much in the Middle East where people are now kind of crossing the Mediterranean Sea to get across to Europe in search of better life. And that's what my mother did as young as I was. That. Yes. And so my mother brought me to later discover, to be known, Antwerp, Belgium. Uh, that's when we arrived in the middle of the winter. So it was a lot. It was so much. I, I remember when we arrived, I was wearing like picture a t-shirt and you've been to Utah, you know, Idaho and it rains and all these things there, right? The things that people see here that they consider as cold times that by seven times. Oh. It was so cold. Middle of the winter, it was so cold. And I was only wearing flip-flop. You are not conditioned for that. that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't conditioned. So, you know, imagine as a cultural shock. That was my first time. And don't get me wrong. That was my first time I saw a white person in my entire life. Mm. I was freaked out. Like I would not let even a white person. <laughs> Your world was flipped upside down. That would be very scary. But, oh, my goodness. I did not know what to do with myself. I'm like, who, who are these people? Like, literally, who are these people, Mom? And it's like, well, they're just the same as us, except they're different. I'm like, no, 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 no. How is it that you're speaking different language? How is it that you're telling me that you're the same as us? No way. There's no way. And it took me a long time. Like, I wouldn't even let a white person touch me. And the funny part of all of this is today I'm married to one. <laughs> <laughs> Keep full circle on you. Great. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's so funny. Even if you apply it to this world, right? You look at some of these high school kids and everything. And I think everyone is afraid of the unknown. Yes. When you don't understand it, right? You don't understand why it is it and why it is that it's there. You're afraid to try, you know? And I think maybe that's why most of, you know, the people feel like they are not good for anything. It's because they, can, they think about what it, what it is that they can become. And when you don't know how to go about to become what you want to become, mm -hmm. it can be very scary. Because at that time in my life, I didn't know where I was and I didn't know what my life was. Here I was, shivering literally, and asking my mother, Mom, I'm hungry. We, I need to eat. We have gone for several days, no food, pretty much. Wow. And I need food. And my mom says, Stay right here. I watch my mother with my two naked eyes as she walked across the street. That was the last time I saw my mom. Oh, unbelievable. And just picture yourself a place where you have never been. You have a child, you're a mom, and just leave your baby on the street. No. An unknown world. It's not like I was actually adult enough to actually figure myself out. 
And I stood there because I didn't want to disobey my mother. Mm-hmm. And I literally was frozen to death. While I was there waiting for my mother, that was my very first time I experienced traffic and I could see a bunch of cars lining up in all sizes, different colors. But I, at some point, I forgot that I was lost because I was so excited to say, wow. The wonder. This is beyond what, it, yes, the wonder. This is, this is beyond what I truly wondered as a kid in the village. The, the experience was fantastic. But then later on, when I could recall myself back into the moment and where I was, Mm-hmm. When I was hungry, the question I asked myself is, learning to be, you know, become a hunter, learning how to run as fast as I can to the trees, being chased by the dogs, all of those things was even easy. Hmm. Because learning to navigate the modern world of Belgium was one of the biggest challenges I had to ever encounter as a child. Yeah. This led me to a juvenile detention center, you know, to a refugee camps. All these years, people didn't know who I was. I didn't have any documentation. Um, I couldn't speak English. Yeah. I couldn't speak Dutch. I couldn't speak French. None of it except my native language was extreme. Sometimes that is why I believe that there's, that we are all born for purpose and for reason. Yes. I was so lowly that I didn't know where my life was going to be. But somehow, there must be someone bigger than myself that was watching over my soul. Hmm. I was able to overcome this. Because imagine being lonely, hungry, afraid, not knowing what's going on. And these white people that are looking at me, they are, they are wondering, who is this kid and what is going on? I remember... You know, they say when, you know, it was a saying that when you don't understand the use or the meaning of something, you abuse it. Mm. I always tell the children t- today's world that they always have to be grateful for a mom, for a dad. If your mom gets up or your dad gets up every day and they go to work in order to put you in a warm room, be grateful for it. Mm. Because there's many times that period I wonder, am I going to live into the next day? Wow. Am I going to die because no one is here to even see me die peacefully because I was so cold and lonely? And when, when people don't know who you are, they don't have any connection to yeah. you, they don't feel the way you feel. Yeah. They try, but they can't feel the way you feel. In Belgium, being a refugee there, every day they will feed me spaghetti, like the cheapest spaghetti you can find. Sometimes they don't even warm it up. And you eat this in the morning, afternoon, evening, three times a day for over two and a half something years. Wow. That's why I tell people like, you know, I know you and I are going to become friends, but when I come to your house, you feed me spaghetti, we are <laughs> so not going to be friends. <laughs> I love it. You have me crying and now you have me laughing. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I hope that day comes. You know, no way. And it's not, it's not because I don't like the spaghetti eaters, right? It's just I, I tell them, I have my fair share. Yeah. I have my fair share of it. And, and at that time, when I was going through all these lonely moments and, 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 and the, you know, the, the frustrations, which nowadays I call it frustration, you know, when you're pissed off and frustrated <laughs> because I didn't understand. <laughs> 
like By it. the way, you can use that word. You know, I call it frustration. <laughs> I'm having a frustration moment. You know, okay. pissed off and frustrated at the same time. I didn't understand why my mother did what she did. Yeah. And I want answers to questions, and I, and and I was lonely too. I want I want people to just knew who I was and I couldn't communicate. And so at that time, in that juvenile and everything, all I wanted was somebody to actually understand who this kid is. It was a hard life. Yeah. It was very difficult for me at that time. All I wanted was to go back home. Like I really wanted to like go back home and live my life the way it is, the one that the life that I'm used to. Yeah. Because there was no way that if you are giving me the chance of survival, I would say I was negative, negative point zero, zero, zero. Like that was my life. I love listening to what you've overcome. I mean, we all go through difficult, difficult situations. And when I listen to what you're saying to me, I'm like, we can overcome (laughs) anything. We can make ourselves whoever we want to be. And you are this shining example of that to me. Like, the more I've learned about you, the more amazed I am. And I, there's no one else right now I'd rather have the teens that listen learn from than you. You know, you know why I was then even feeling lonely, you know? The only thing that kept me going was, it was that rhythm, your personal rhythm. And the personal rhythm idea came from my drum master, you know, where I lived in Africa. There's no songs or anything, entertainment. In today's modern world, our village finally elevated to five houses. So we still have okay, to do okay. right? But then there was this drama that used to come around. And then when, let's say you're a parent and you buy the drums for your kids as a business, you buy it from him, then he will teach your children how to play it. And one day I walked up to him before class starts and I really wanted to learn this drum. And he was playing and rehearsing and I asked him to give me one. And he said, no, you have to buy it. And I said, well, you know my grandmother. You know our story. Yeah. We are poor. You should give me the drum for free and let me do it. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. You have to buy it. I don't have the money. But then he taught me a principle that I had to learn to apply. And I call it, like I, in my story pretty much is the story of you know, struggle and courage. And then I found destiny mm-hmm. because sometimes I have to tap back into my path in order to keep myself happy. Because when no one understands you, you need to go back into those days that you used to be. And drums were everything to me. And the guy said to me, learn how to do this. And so I used just my tongue and go, and by the way, for your year's sake, I'll try not to be too loud. Okay. But he will do like, he let me like do so I used my tongue to do this. Then he said, clap, and then clap, and do this. Clap, and that. Clap, and that. And so I was like, why are you letting me do all this? Things? Just give me the drum already. <laughs> right? And he said, patience. And listen, I'm going to put and, and this together for you. And you get to experience what I create out of this three sounds. Okay. It, And I could go as fast as I wanted, 
I could go as slow as I wanted, and he would add drums to it. And it was so beautiful. And then he said to me, you don't need a drum hmm. in order to create your rhythm or to play your beat. Everything you need to succeed is within you. Wow, yes. That is what he said to me. And so right then, he had me stand right next to him and doing this click thing that I'm doing. And then he started playing the drum and all the kids were coming into his class. Wow, 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 wow. How did you do that? How did you do that? And then he said, now you have to learn to trade that value. <laughs> if I could teach a child how to do that, then I get to borrow their drum for maybe half of the session and learn how to play the drum. And today that I'm in the position where I can afford my drum, now I go back and play all these rhythms that he taught me that are central to life. And the reason why he let me understood that when I was there and I was struggling and I was failing and nobody understood me and lonely, yeah. I didn't need to always have everything to go perfect in order for me to find myself to be valuable. And that became a source of courage for me that everything that I need to succeed is within me. Yeah. Because if you look at in the biblical world, they said God is all knowing. He's the mighty. And he said he created us like his image. Right. And he said everything. So God knows why you and I are here. For example, let's look at your car. Would you go buy a car that is at a junkyard that ha doesn't have an engine? No. No. Why? It won't work. Because the car? It won't work. And so there's a reason why there's an engine in the car. There's a reason why there's a windshield wiper. There's a reason why there's a home. There's a reason why everything that is in the car has a reason. And who made it? Human beings made the car. Yeah. And very often, we actually care more about our cars than ourselves. <laughs> what our capabilities are and what we can become. People actually care more about their clothes and the price tag on their clothes that makes them the best. That they forget about what is in here. Yeah. And even the car analogy, take a minute, let's go back into the car again. Look at the hood of your car, right? When you look at the battery, you're going to have the positive and the negative side of things. The positive is the good ones that is, you know, keeping everything. And you need the negative to be able to go out. And so you need both to balance each other in order to get the car to power and to go. And so who are we to say that all we want is negative? Maybe through the negativity, we can create some positivity for the car mm -hmm. to run. And we are made for a reason. We are made for purpose. We just need to figure out what it is that we need to do to activate that. And and that is, comes from within. It doesn't come from what anybody else is doing because when you are driving your car, you have to be inside of your car, not outside of your car. And so my why in life is to helping people to understand that everything that they need to succeed in this world, it's not about what the next door neighbor has. It's not about what these kids had to wear. It's not about what their parents could afford them but it's about creating a value that everybody will appreciate. It's become the person that cares about people. Become a person who believes in their own self-value, no matter what. So imagine if all we learn is to compare ourselves to what other people are doing. 
we never meet our true self. And me, in my life, I work for one of the biggest companies in the whole world. And I'm not the smartest guy or the, the, the sharpest guy in the company. But I know that when you give me and tell me this is what needs to be done, guess what? I have the work ethic. You want to work me, I will run your face to the ground because I will do whatever I need to do to run with whatever has been given to me to make something out of it because that's what the value that I can bring to the that's team. That's who you There's are. somebody that could do that. Exactly. And so be happy with who you are than, than oh, this person changed this status. I got to change mine. And, and it's getting to the point where we, we are losing our rhythm. Our true self, our why, and and I can't stand it. And that is why I have taken up on myself to wanted to share my story, not to be the hero of the story, but I wanted to give people the opportunity to sit down and picture themselves what hero they want to become for themselves. And I started working towards that hero because we all have heroes and we all have somebody we look up to. Don't look at it as a way that you're going to envy that person, but look at it as what can I do for me that is going to make me become the hero that I wanted to be. And my hero that I wanted to always remain and be is myself. And also learning to appreciate people no matter what you never know who is going to help you in life. And I don't want to say, oh, only this race or only these people that are going to help me in life. You never know because guess what? My mother and I never returned back. We never got connected together. My mother actually passed away two weeks before I was adopted. And I'm a black kid, but my family today are white family. Okay? Well, maybe you could tell us about when you were in the, that deep despair and that hardest time in your life in the refugee camp. And that's when you really dug into your rhythm and remembered who you are and who you want to be. My life changed overnight. Actually, you know what? I don't share this story with people very much, but I feel the need that I want to share, you know? Thank you. Um, there was a time in my life I was so lonely. I was so lonely. And I thought about maybe taking my own life because you can't cry to anybody. Nobody, they don't, people just didn't have a connection to me. And if I cry, if I don't cry, they don't care. And sometimes it was the hardest point in my life. And there was a caseworker who was in that place that was working on a lot of different cases. And there was a cop who is like a, you know, the refugee camp, like a manager type of things and realized that he saw that I was always quite timid by myself. I got in touch with this African guy and he actually happened to come from Ghana, but he's from the coast side of Ghana. And this guy speak a different language, but I could understand a little bit. And, I remember him coming in and the very first time for over two and a half years, I could hear something familiar to me was etise. Etise means, how are you in my language? Oh, and beautiful. I was so happy. Yeah, tears came that day. And the man asked me all these questions and I told him. And, you just felt connection for the first time in a long time i'm sorry it's okay no worry at all i don't get emotional when i when i, I talk about this story but uh he he took me to his home to wanted to understand most of my case and that day i saw two mormon missionaries who came there and visited him okay 
And when they were leaving, one of the missionaries said to me, something tell him that he needed to help me. And the guy told them, this is a work case. And so, you know, people, church people, you know, the missionaries always looking to preach. And then he let them understand that I can't even speak and I don't understand. So when they left, he told me what he said. And he said, oh, this is my church people. And one of the guys says, they feel like they need to help you. And then that's why I'm like, what can they help me with? They don't even know me. What do you mean by that? And that is when this man arranged with the missionaries. They took me to a lady. If you go to my Facebook, actually on my page on Facebook or uh, YouTube, I actually went and did uh, an interview with her. Her name was Frankie J. Hall. She taught me my ABCs. That was the lady. She was a, an older couple missionary, seven mission in Europe at that time. And she happened to be a school principal who actually taught in elementary school and in people with disability to learn how to read. And that was when I started learning my one, two, three, my ABCs and everything. And how old are you? I was about 13, 14 at that time, going 15. And then through that, there was an, another American family who were working for the U.S. government overseas that were in the same church building as these missionaries. And that's how they discovered me and they learned about my story and found me worthy enough that they wanted to adopt me. It's so cool. And when they went to Ghana to finalize the adoption, they surprised me with my brother and my sister. So they adopted all three of us. That's amazing. So overnight, overnight, I went from Three House Village, becoming a hunter, chasing my simple fantasy, to living in a mansion house, going to one of the most prestigious schools in a whole entire Europe at an international school. Wow. But all because they found me worthy of their love. Yes, you were. So imagine if I would have killed myself when I was so low, if I never hold on, because, you know, I go back into my past memory is what makes me always stay motivated because, you know, sometimes it's, oh, that's such a bad experience. But sometimes you think about it and learning how you got out of that situation can help you get out of your present situation that you made. I love how you related that to the car battery. The negative will charge the positive. And that was my perspective. And so... My very first time got in a, you know, to the idea of what education was all about. Imagine a 17-year-old kid who will go to recess with the, my age peers at 11th grade. And then when everybody's going to the AP classes, I was going walk into the kindergarten to go learn. It was embarrassing. Couldn't speak, couldn't do any of that. And I remember even when we very first got to the school, Brazos International School up in Waterloo, they give my brother... And, and I, attending people to write about ourselves. I was sitting next to my brother. In 30 minutes, my, my brother wrote over three pages. And all I could write was my name. My name is Christian Kimball Atia Knudsen. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember looking at him and thinking, wow, how amazing it is that he could write so much. And all I could write is this. I began to feel that thing that we all sometimes when we see somebody is doing something phenomenal, somebody something amazing, we, yeah. we started judging, you like know, comparing. looking and looking at it, comparing, exactly. And my new adoptive mother actually uh, saw this discouragement in me. And here I am, a kid who comes from all these adversities into the juvenile system, 
even for God and having these people finding me worthy of their love to even take me to their home. For the first time, I could sleep in one bed. Like my first time I slept in a real bed and loving me and putting food on the table for me. And yet I'm sitting here looking at what good my brother is doing that I begin to compare. And when we got home that night, my new adoptive mother called me to her room and he said, Christian, I want to introduce you to somebody that I think was just like you. He was a great man, a public service man from the United States. And this man's name is Abraham Lincoln. In his life, he had only like a third grade education, but he was determined that no matter what he was going to get, the education that needed. He went off and never quit on his personal why and why he needed education. And guess what? He felt so much, so much. But guess what? Because he didn't quit, he eventually became a public service man. And to me, the discouragement you're having right now is okay. But I promise you, if you do not quit on yourself, you can even do greater things than this man. And I remember the book. She was holding the book, and it has Abraham Lincoln's face on it. Mm-hmm. I took the book, and I carried everywhere I go. Oh for years before I could actually read the book. And wow. now I get to read the team of rivals and everything Abraham Lincoln did. He was my hero. And uh, to date, I, my favorite quote from Abraham Lincoln is, I walk slowly, but never backwards. Mm-hmm. I have my own awesome. rhythm. I might not be the fastest or the, the smartest right now, but I am going to try to get that smartness, but I'm going to do it in my own term and my own rhythm, and I will work slowly instead of working backwards, because why? Give yourself the chance to try something that scares you. Figure out what it is that you want. Yeah. So when you find out why, no one can tell you what you should become, but then all you need is to be able to stay motivated and determined to that why and go for it. Yes. Because that means that you have found your true self. And that's what I'm trying to help the, the new and up and coming generation. Because listen, after this event happened, I turned 18 shortly after my mother introduced me to Abraham Lincoln. And guess what happened? She said, you're 18, you're out of my house. Go to the U.S. and go figure out how your life is. I was like, I just got a family in my whole entire life. I never have a dad, a mother to be there. I want to enjoy them, right? And they said, no. Time to go, go. I literally cried. And I remember like I was biting my nails for the first time I traveled international by myself in an airplane. I could understand English more than I could speak. And I remember they took me to Brussels International Airport and while we were going, they, they stopped to pick up a Ghanaian friend who helped them when they were in Ghana to adopt us. And she said to me, Christian, you're going to such a long journey. Uh, the food they serve in the airplane sucks. So if anybody asks you what you want, say rice. I say, cool. Because why? In Africa, we eat heavy food to fill us up. And I'm going such a long journey. I need some heavy food. Well, I didn't know what Delta has on the menu that day. I was a scrawny little skinny kid sitting in the airplane, thinking about the venture, the unknown, what I'm going to experience here, coming here by myself. Barely could speak English and understand an air hoster came in and tapped on my shoulder and said, so do you want coffee or tea? What do you think my response was? Rice. <laughs> Rice! <laughs> <laughs> he was puzzled. And, 
<laughs> I said it so loud that everybody could understand that and they started laughing. Imagine, imagine going to Starbucks and then they ask you, what do you want, coffee or tea? And you say, right. People be like, oh, I mean, seriously, are you lost, right? And everybody was laughing. So as of date, my nickname is coffee or tea. And when you say, I say, right. I love it so much. And, and everyone was laughing, but it wasn't the laughter that was actually the discouragement part of it. Yeah. When people discover I could barely speak English, a lady was sitting right in front of me with partner, and she leaned into her and said, wow, if this kid is going to America, where everybody speaks English, and he doesn't speak English, he's going to suffer. Mm. No. It was so painful and it's so, so embarrassing. Yeah. But what this lady didn't know, that all my life I've been living the unknown. Yeah. There was times I didn't know where my life was. I wasn't afraid of the unknown. But I kept asking myself, he would suffer. What is what suffering from? And why would I suffer? Yeah. Make those two questions was the beginning of me understanding the concept between knowing and doing your life. Hmm. Because that moment, I realized I need to speak English. And the only way I speak English is get an education. Mm-hmm. I feel so miserable. I didn't understand the subject. I could barely understand the principles or the, the basic subject lines on school. And here we are. They said, you're too old to go to high school, so do GED. I did GED. Driver's license. I feel so badly. Five times in a row, I fell. GED, I failed. For three years, I don't know how many times I've been to the GED. It came to a point, even my mother, my adopted mother, who introduced me to Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. to never quit, got discouraged because why? I was feeling so badly that it was embarrassing. My mother told me. My parents now, they came back from working for the government and now they live in D.C., Okay. And we have a wonderful home and everything. And they called me, my, my mother called me to a room. 2007, the Christian saved your dad and I the embarrassment. You've tried enough. Stop. Because you know what? Your father and I understand that you are never going to make, be the person or a successful person. The only thing you're good for is just be home, clean the house, live with us, don't go anywhere. Your siblings are going to be, you know, better because they have the education. They will be better than you and everything. So when we die, we will leave you our house and whatever money we have. And if you want to know, that was the day I had the biggest rage of hate in my entire life as a kid. I've never experienced this. Like, I don't know what happened, but I put a hole in the wall because all I wanted my mother to look me in the eye as Christian. I know you could do it. That's all I needed. And as mothers, sometimes when our children are failing, we think that our neighbor next door's child is doing so well that we're trying to save ourselves from being embarrassed. No, you got to kick them up and let them understand no matter what they did, you love them no matter what it is. And that day when I moved back to Utah, I literally cut connection with my mom for a year and I worked day in, day out. And I, every day, in 2008, I finally got my GED. And that was the day I asked myself, what would Abraham Lincoln do next? Yes. Because your past does not care about what 
you know, you, your future does not care about what happened to you at the past. The only thing the future cares about is what is next. Mm-hmm. And I ask myself, I'm going to prove to my children that no matter what hardship they will go through, they always have the power to come back. If you never had education, you don't even know how to read a book. And your son come home and he said, my teacher gave me assignment. And before you can even read the assignment, you said, I can't help you. Do you think your, your son is going to learn? Because mom can't help me. Dad can't help me. They never went to school. And they're telling me to go to school. They're telling me to do something I've never done. Yeah. They, they themselves never done. Why should I do it? And so that's when I made a decision to further my education. I ruined UVU, Utah Valley University. That's where I began to actually have the most craziest failures in life. My friends who were were to do came from well private schools from Africa, all over the Africa. Some of them were graduating with their bachelor's and, you know, going into Utah, you know, uh, U of U, University of Utah to get their master's in three years. Going on to Goldman Sachs, Microsoft, all these big companies. And while they are doing this, I was failing. I was failing through my wife. And all I wanted to do is I wanted to be able to prove to my children that I did it one day. I didn't even have a kid, but I wanted to use that degree to say, this is what I had to do in order to get this. So I believe that you can do more because you have a resource. You were born on this land that they call the land of grace. Africa, they view America as a, this is heaven and this is America. Mm-hmm. And you have every resource so you can do better than us. And I wanted to demonstrate that to my kids. And so, so that was your new why at that point. That was life. my new why. And one of my friends even called me and he said, man, his wife just gave a birth to a little girl. And I was talking to him and stole my friends today. And he said, where are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm on campus. And he said, wow. Well, my new girl, my, my newborn is going to grow up and come to UVU and you'll still be there. You're going to be the grandpa oh, of UVU. On. I'm not kidding you. But you know, the funny thing is, is sometimes when we don't understand things, we don't ask. We don't ask Christian, what's your story? Yeah. You know, what's going on? We never ask those things because why? We feel like maybe if we ask, we are embarrassing the person or maybe... We can't help the person. So no, maybe if you could ask Christian what was going on, you could lead, lead Christian to somebody who could help. Yeah. And nobody asked that. But I know why I was doing what I was doing and I didn't need it. So I, I had a lot of negativity. And they used to call me the grandpa of UVU. I'm proud of that. But staying persistent and not giving up no matter what anyone was saying. 2016, I graduated with a bachelor's in communication and minor in marketing. Today, I have a family of my own. I have a house, not just one, two. People rent from me now. (laughs) I'm on the road to buy my next property. I have a job that pays me a good salary and pays me some time to actually go and present and inspire these kids. On top of it, my kids, if you're trying to get hold of me from 5 to 7.30, you can't. Because my children require me every night. Their bedtime story. I need to. Daddy had to read it. Or else they are not going to go to bed. <laughs> you can threaten my daughter that you're going to take her food away when she's not behaving well. She's okay with it. But don't threaten her that you're not going to read to her that night. <laughs> she will cry like somebody killed her. Why? 
when you turn the TV on in my house, my daughter will turn the TV on because she rather wants me to read. That's so awesome. imagine if I never got that school and never ever read, what would I do to help my daughter's development? That being said, so, the house, my parents promised me, they got divorced and you saw that house. Mm. Where would I be? I'm 32 now. Where would I be with my family? Where would I be? Where would I take my family? I would be even more depressed. And it's because sometimes we listen to what everybody tells us that we cannot do. My mother didn't create me. I was already created by the most high person before I was even coming to my mother. My mother was supposed to be my manager. I know my boss. The boss is up there. And the man who created me said, he created me like himself, just like him. Yeah. So look at your children. Some of them look like you because they came out of you. And I came out of him. He said, you are my image? Come on now. Why should you listen to what anyone else is telling you to make that become your reality? Mm-hmm. Because today, not only that, I have been able to accomplish this and working for one of the amazing companies in the world. I also have been able to go back home. Today, my brother is graduated with finance. He has a finance degree. Today, he's one of the biggest auditors for one of the corporate American corporations. My sister is now one of the uh, business administrators for a local business here in Utah, doing fantastically happy. And then three of us got together. 2013, we went back to Africa and purchased a land and purchased a house and put over 200 kids in it and paying for their tuition, food, everything. And all we want them to do is get an education because they too need to understand their why and achieve their why. That's outstanding. So imagine if I could have just given up on my why, would I be able to have these people to now stand on my shoulder to get to where they wanted to go. Because there was a lot of people who helped me, who pushed me, gave me from Sister Hall, Frankie Hall, who gave me their, her time, her attention. She was teaching me ABCs. If I could read from A to Z, I get one jelly bean because I was not even interested in reading anything. I just want to go back to Africa. And this lady brought a jelly beans to one of the class that we were holding after many unsuccessful trials, and she let me taste the coconut flavor, the classic jelly beans, and I wanted more. And she said, if you want more, you got to finish this ABC for me. My goal was five jelly beans a day, right? All of this thing happened. I never imagined that 16, 17 years from that day we met, I would be sitting in Salt Lake City, interviewing her, asking her if she ever imagined me what I could become. And now she's telling me I'm not done yet. You aren't. Do more. <laughs> you aren't. And I'm seeing that too. I have genuinely enjoyed talking to you today, Christian. You have so much to offer and I've learned so much from you personally. And it motivates me to continue on my why. And I want to ask you, it's really a hard stage of life as a teenager. A lot of the times you feel really lost and confused about what your purpose is. And some kids haven't discovered what really brings them passion. Do you have any tips on how to figure out what your why is? <laughs> I think, you know, it's always great. Thank you so much for that question, by the way. What I've did 
I would say everybody that I have as a friend is an adult. When I really want to know what I wanted to become, I look at the people that my heroes and it lists down the things, the qualities that they have. And I ask myself, who can I go talk to? Who can I trust to share my story with that could help me get there? Okay. You know, I did that a lot. If I never take the chance to share with you, you wouldn't know who Christian is, right? Yeah. And so, but we are all afraid that when we share our weaknesses, people are going to make fun of it or they're going to use that against us. But you have to trust someone to share your weaknesses and ask them to help you. Because if you don't, and if you know they can help you or even they can help you, who did they know that they can point you to? And it doesn't mean that the person is going to do everything for you. Mm-hmm. And, and be okay to fail because failure is a secret to success because that's what it tells you what you could become and what you need to do next time. Have the determination not to give up. Yeah. Because knowing your why and doing it makes this work worth living. Yeah. And maybe right now these kids are not there yet, but they are born with a purpose. And that purpose is within them. They have to fulfill that purpose. And they need to begin to ask those questions. What do I love to do? Yeah. Some people love music. If music is what they love to do, they need to start sharing it. When you come and meet me here, or I meet you, you will see the kind of a person. I love books. I love motivational books. I love everything I can. Everything you can share with me that is valuable, I write them down because why? I want to go back and see if I can try it. And I'm never afraid to look different. I'm okay to look the way I am, but I'm also okay to ask for help because it doesn't limit who you are. It just gives you the opportunity to add more to yourself. But people feel like if they ask and their friends see them asking, they are short. They are not good enough. They are weak. How can somebody help you if they don't, if you don't ask? Mm-hmm. And so I'm a big, 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 big on asking when you don't know. So then people can point you to where you need to go. And it's no shame. It might not come from your mom. It might not come from your dad. It might not come from, it could come from a friend or like someone that you could trust to just point you to where you wanted to go. Because at the end of the day, yeah. as long as you can add that value to make you a better person. And I know that wherever your situation is, that's no matter as much as where they go with us and what they do with it and what they become with it. And so I'm more busy on wanting to know, well, what can I do with this situation? Flip it upside down and then maybe see what is there. Is it positive? And trying to figure a way to get out of the maze, like get out of the lost mindset. Because sometimes the bad happens in order for me to create something amazing so I can talk about it. Because imagine if I never did anything about destiny, you and I would not be sitting here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the, my closing remark is believing in yourself work. Know what you love to do and what you want to become and find the people who will help you get there and never think you're not worth it because everything you need to succeed is within you. Spend more time on discovering what you love to do, what makes you happy, what makes you smile and do more of it and why you're doing more of it and being grateful and gratitude for those small things and small and simple things, they say great things can come to pass. And that is what I'm hoping to do. And you're doing it. You are doing it. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. I fully support your cause, your purpose, and just what you are doing, your platform, 
is very inspirational and i want all of you to follow christian uh, at do your why they can find you on facebook and instagram and then i'm also on it's twitter amazing. too oh great perfect and hopefully yes. you will and see him speaking to you soon and doing a drum demonstration i'm looking forward to bring my what almost 70 80 drums and just have everybody kind of have a part and different rhythm to play it's fantastic and everyone you know, finds if their you rhythm. want to know more very soon too i should be launching out my book called three house village to three car garage okay. um it's my life it. journey story you know because i want people to understand this way i start and there's a lot to go there and there's, you know, the rhythms that I do, there's a song that goes with it. It's a song of, you know, uh, the struggle, the, the, the courage, yeah. and the destiny that I found at the end. And now the destiny is my wife, which today I'm doing it and I'm loving it. And as I'm talking to you, my company gave me the opportunity to meet with you today because I'm working. But they give me the freedom to do that because why? I got that education. They paid me. They, they do everything that, that makes me happy. So you never know where your why will take you unless you try the unknown journey. So thank you so much for yes, the opportunity. You're incredible. Thank you for your time. And I can't wait to be in one of your audiences watching you do your thing one day. <laughs> Please. And I'm open to have more conversation with anybody who wanted to do more of this interview. You know where to find me. And again, thank you so much for inviting me in to share my story with your youth and with your listeners. And again, uh, I really do appreciate it. I hope my goal is to, you know, have this work to inspire at least one so because i know i can change a generation thank you much awesome you've done it today even with me starting with me and i'm sure many many more you're awesome christian thank you thank you oh was that not the most incredibly inspiring life story and i am so sure that we are just scratching the surface if you want to continue to follow along and learn more about Christian and his life and what he's doing with motivational speaking and his platform of Do Your Why, we will link all of the information about him in our bio and you can follow along with him. We hope you are excited and inspired to figure out your why and to learn how to do your why. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please click to subscribe and join us on Instagram. We'll see you next time on Becoming.